Okay, guys, this is The Angry Prepper. Today's episode, episode 118, we're going to talk about how no one is going to save you. Now, if you live in the city and you are relying on the 911 system, you are going to quickly realize that no one is going to come to help. We saw this problem during Hurricane Sandy. We saw this problem just last week during Tropical Storm Ida, which hit New York City, Jersey, Westchester, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. There were a lot of people who were killed during that storm. The 911 system here in New York City was undoubtedly overwhelmed. There was no help coming for a lot of people. People had to run into the streets to flag down the first emergency vehicle they saw. An example of that was during the storm, the night of the storm, I was riding on the rig, fire truck, and we were flagged down by a person who came out of the apartment, outside, saw us on the street, and flagged us over because they had flooding in their apartment. Now, the flooding in their apartment was minor in comparison to other people who had, you know, chest, neck, deep water all the way up to their ceiling. Nonetheless, she still flagged us down because the 911 system wasn't picking up. The 911 system had an automated message telling people that the system is, and I'm paraphrasing, overwhelmed and to keep calling until you get through. And if it's an emergency, uh, keep calling. If it's not an emergency, you know, call 311 or something like that. But nonetheless, guys, this is what the lady told us once we got off the rig and checked out her condition. Finding out her condition wasn't life-threatening at the time. She's proceeded to tell us that the 9-11 system was overwhelmed, that they weren't taking calls. No one was taking calls, right? Fire wasn't taking calls. Uh, PD wasn't taking calls. I don't even think EMS was taking calls. Or civilization is still up and running. It wasn't that bad in the sense of it wasn't total collapse or chaos or apocalyptic or anything like that. This was just a storm and the 9-11 system was overwhelmed. Now, yes, there were still cops in the street. There were still fire trucks, EMS on the streets. You could have probably ran out and flagged somebody. There were civilians helping out as well, right? We saw the 9-11 system get overwhelmed during 9-11, 20 years ago. And they have more 911 operators now because of the population of the people uh, went up like a couple of percent, right? So obviously, the more population you have, the more 911 operators you have to uh, employ. So the same goes with cops, firemen, EMTs. So, guys, even now, 20 years later, the system was overrun. There was also, I'm probably going to say there was probably some also uh, technical issues as well, right, because of the flooding and things like that. So, with that, guys, if we had a system that was overwhelmed during a storm, what do you think is going to happen when it all falls apart? You are utterly and absolutely on your own. So you're going to have to think of some safety measures for yourself. Now, I have a few tips that I'd like to go over. This video is probably going to be shorter than the last couple. I am trying to make these videos. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to make these podcasts longer because I know people said that they want longer podcasts. So I'm trying to stay uh, true to that. So, you know, give me a break if like a couple of them are short, but I'm going to try to make them at least 10 minutes or longer. Now, guys. Being that you are uh, on your own. Oh, by the way, there was also a second woman who complained of the same thing. 
about the 9-11 system being overwhelmed, right? Now, guys, calls were still going through, but they were, um, there were a lot of people who were also being put on hold and or being given that automated message. Sorry. So there was that, right? Now, again, guys, what do you do in an emergency? It all depends on the emergency. Keep in mind, if it's flooding, get the fuck out. I don't know why people decided to hang out, uh, try to sit on their couch until the water got up to like, you know, couch level where they were sitting on. Uh, some people were hanging out in there until it got to knee level. Some people were still in their apartments until it was like waist deep, which I don't understand. I mean, listen, I get not leaving your shit behind, but yo, is it worth your life? No. So you bounce. There were people still trying to get on the train during this flooding. They were watching, guys, the water rush down the stairs, rush down the stairs into the train tracks. And yet people were still trying to get on the trains. Like, it, now listen, I'm going to say it. We have a lot of idiots. We have a lot of idiots out there. I mean, more than I would like to admit to. Because, again, guys, uh, a lady during Hurricane, I'm sorry, Tropical Storm, was it Elsa, which was last month, the lady was going into the subway station in waist-deep water. As if the train was going to fucking come. And she was platform level at that. So I don't even understand why she thought it was a good idea to... Again, guys, a lot of idiots. Water's rushing down the stairs and people are still trying to get on the trains. Again, don't be an idiot. You see that amount of water rushing into the train station. Obviously, the train is not going to work. It's going to stop running. It can't power through, what is it? I think uh, three feet of water or four feet of water. And then not, not for nothing, but the third rail would stop uh, working at that point. And they normally shut it down anyway when it's massive flooding. So the train's not running. There were a lot of people stuck on the trains. They had to do a lot of those, uh, you know, train tunnel rescues. There were a lot of people being rescued out of their cars during the whole, um, you know, storm Ida or tropical storm Ida. But keep in mind, guys, if they are putting the resources to saving a bunch of people, let's say a whole building, a whole train car, two, three stations of people trapped in the trains, that means that's less resources, resources coming for you. So you have to be Johnny on the spot and think of alternative plans to getting out of a situation. Now, this situation was unforeseen. No one saw their apartment flooding in the middle of the Bronx or Queens. No one saw that happening. And not to the, not waist deep, not neck deep, right? Ankle deep, you could see that happening in these basement apartments or below grade apartments, but not waist deep. That being said, guys, uh, a lot of people also wind up losing their apartment because that water was sewage, right? It was backing up to the sewer lines. So they were on their own. Some people took the initiative and left their apartments and went to higher ground in that apartment building. That was the right thing to do. Don't waste time calling 911. Just get the fuck out of there, right? Um, you know that you also have to assess the situation and go, is this worth calling 911 for or should I just leave? No, just leave. Right? Obviously, if there's a fire in the building, then you call 911. But to bog down the 911 system for flooding that you can take yourself out of the situation doesn't make sense. Especially when you know that there's nothing that the fire department or police department can do. Now, if it's a rescue mission, different story. But if it's just taking yourself out of the situation, do it. So this is going to lead to the undeniable fact that you are going to be alone. Yes, like I said, you probably could run, you know, around the street somewhere and find a cop car or a fire truck. But for the most part, guys, you will be on your own. 
Now, you can recruit your neighbors if your neighbors are able to help you, because remember, not all neighbors are uh, fully functioning. Some of them are senior citizens. Some of them are disabled in some kind of way. So pick and choose your neighbor that's going to help you. That's one. But undoubtedly, you'll be on your own for the most part. So you got to come up with a backup plan to ending up in certain situations. Now, being that this was something that was unforeseen, you're going to have to do something uh, for this flooding. But this video is about you protecting yourself and being your own hero because that's unfortunately what's going to come down now solutions guys firearms bow and arrow crossbows knives mace pepper spray animal insect spray now i start with firearms because here in new york city it's hard to own a firearm but you can still do it just a pain in the ass the easier uh, firearm to own in new york city is a shotgun rifle permit now these are not for protection use, these permits that you will get. They are for either a hunting or target practice. That's the only permits you're going to get. You're not going to get a full carry permit, even with a handgun here in New York City. You will get it for target practice. But guess what, guys? You get the firearm, you get the permit, and if someone breaches your home, you let them have it. It's as simple as that. We're not going to sit here and, you know, keep our firearm on the lock and key when someone's trying to break into your home because there are no cops to help. There's no one to come to save you. So you are going to be your own hero. Now you let whoever is trying to breach your home have it and then you take it up with the courts later. Remember that, guys. It's better to be alive and in jail than it is to be dead and in the ground. Right? Rather be in a cell than in a coffin. That being said, there are certain things you can do with a shotgun i know that uh rubber bullets or riot rounds are hard to come by but if you can get your hands on them absolutely maybe you don't want to kill the dude but you want to wound them pretty bad guarantee you, you hit the motherfucker in the chest with a, a riot round he's gonna stop and think about it right um that's one option right the other option is just let him happen with the real with the real round and then again let it come down to the courts because Again, guys, being on your own and sitting there and saying, well, I was calling 911, he breached my apartment, he finally got in, and I had to protect myself and my kids. I don't think there's a court in New York City that's going to be like, well, you shouldn't have shot him. Well, no, I'm sorry. I walked that back. We do have liberal asshole judges, so you never know. But again, it's better to be alive, and it's better for you and your kids to be alive than it is to, uh, again, be in the ground or deal with the psychological trauma of your family being raped or killed because you didn't want to pull the trigger or because you were listening to a shitbag mayor bow and arrow crossbows are legal to own in new york city as long as you're doing it for hunting and or target practice right archery sorry so even then you can own one of those that can be a weapon of choice keep in mind you only have one shot if this is not lord of the rings you're not gonna you know load the arrows like uh, what's his name legolos did in uh, lord of the rings so keep in mind, you got one shot with both. And a crossbow, forget it, guys. If one shot goes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's done. Reload that bolt. It's a pain in the ass. And we all know that who've ever shot a crossbow. So you only have one shot with that. I would, before a crossbow, I would probably go with a pepper spray or insect spray or animal spray, which is bear spray or hornet spray. Wasp spray, sorry. Wasp spray has a reach of, what is it, like 20, no, 13, 12 feet or something like that, right? Pepper spray, mace, 
shorter distance bear spray some of them coming with a, a 10 foot uh, reach now so those are things you might want to entertain keep in mind guys if you're going to use pepper spray in an enclosed environment if you spray the assailant with it you are undoubtedly going to get affected by it might not land in your eyes but you'll definitely be coughing and you'll feel your eyes burn so keep that in mind right you got to be good with it uh, knives knives are a very I don't recommend people using knives as a protection unless they know how to use the knife. If you don't have any training in knife use, as far as self-defense goes, don't use it. Because you'll be like, what's his name in Saving Private Ryan when he got killed by the German, right? When the, uh, the soldier took out his bayonet and him and the German were getting into that hand-to-hand -hand combat in that small room, right? Uh, the, the soldier's name was Mellish. Right? Remember, he gets he whips the bayonet out. He tries to fight the German soldier. And some part during that tussle, the German soldier gets the knife out of his hand and plunges it into his chest slowly. You don't want to be mellish, guys. You want to know how to use a knife. And if you don't know how to use a knife, do not whip the knife out. Don't even entertain it because it could be used against you. That's one that you'll, you'll hear preppers go, oh, you, if, you know, just protect yourself with a knife. Don't. If you don't know how to use it, do not do it. I don't know how many times I need to say that. That is a dangerous weapon that can be used against you very easily, especially if the guy gets that knife out of your hand, dodges the first couple of swings. He's not dodging a bullet. This ain't the Matrix, and he's not dodging a bolt, right? Or an arrow. So keep that in mind, guys. Pepper spray, he's not dodging that either. Wasp spray, uh, animal spray like bear spray, stings as well. I know that uh, wasp spray burns the eyes like you wouldn't believe. And it's, it's both of them are chemical burns, but I'm not mistaken. Wasp spray can leave a, a lasting effect. So think about that if you live in a city like New York. If you don't and you live in a place like Texas or Florida, have at it. Get yourself a Desert Eagle or a small rocket launcher, if you will, and blow your, uh, your assailant away. But these are smaller solutions you should have. If you are a single woman or a single mother, definitely team up with your neighbors so that you don't have to contend with the bullshit by yourself. Try to team up with your neighbors if the 9-11 system goes down, guys. All right? Don't sit there and when it goes down and think you're going to hold off on your own. You might not. You might fare well. If you're a female and you're a martial artist, then you don't have to worry about teaming up with your neighbors. If you're a female and you're a cop or you know how to use a firearm, you know how to use a knife, maybe you don't have to team up. Or maybe you want to team up because there's strength in numbers. These are uh, smaller solutions. I know. Maybe you don't want to talk to your dick-faced neighbor. Maybe dick-faced Johnny is, is an asshole. But he might not be an asshole when this shit is on. He might stand by your side and both of you are, are fighting off whatever you have to fight off that's coming into your apartment complex or your apartment building, right? So just keep that in mind, guys. You, you, we are undoubtedly going to be alone when these type of situations happen. When more and more of them happen... You're going to be on your own. People were on their own during Sandy. People were on their own during Irene. Now, if a flooding that affected New York City, Jersey, PA, Westchester, the way it did, and the 9-11 system was overwhelmed through that, just imagine if it's a lot, if it's a way worse situation like an EMP. In EMP, you are completely on your own. You are utterly, undoubtedly on your own. We are seeing crime here in New York City spike and there's still cops roaming the streets, guys. The 9-11 system is now, you know, up and running again. And crime is still growing. So now just imagine if all the chips are down. It's going to get bad. 
right guys so with that this is the angry prepper thank you for listening you can like and subscribe to this podcast you can also follow me on the angry prepper channel and the angry truth channel both on youtube two separate channels and other than that guys thank you for listening